0: You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with Pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo on the weekend of May 6th and 7th. We are today here in Lakeville, Minnesota, experiencing all kinds of beautiful spring rains. We need this so badly after a drought last summer. So we're hoping that May showers bring May flowers (laughs) this year as well, and they will, of course. These next weeks uh, look beautiful, and we're starting to move into the later part of spring, which leads us into looking forward to summer. So I hope you are finding this weekend a, a weekend of blessing and joy for you yourself as well. Today, we are going to be in the Gospel of John. It's chapter 14. You're going to hear some very familiar words. So if you want to get your Bibles out, go ahead and turn to John chapter 14. We will read verses 1 through 14 and then have some time to reflect on those. Jesus' words, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places, If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know the way. We do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything... I will do it. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, let our hearts again today be good soil, open to the seed of your word. As your disciples, created in your image, grow in us the kingdom of God so that we will be nourished by our faith in you and be nourishment to the world you so love. In the name of Christ Jesus, we live and pray. Amen. Well, you know this gospel passage from John so well because it has brought comfort to you, I know, in so many circumstances. We lock on to promises from Jesus like, I am the way. And the truth and the life. Because it couldn't be any clearer to us people of faith that watching what he does should show us how we should and can live our lives. We'll come back to this. We also lock on to promises from Jesus like, In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where you, where I am, there you may be also. This promise, of course, gets chosen for many funerals for obvious reasons. What do you and I need to hear when someone we so love is gone from our midst, or when we think of our own deaths even, then the certainty Jesus conveys that he will be the one coming for the ones we love and for us ourselves. It's the shepherd even going for the last sheep, isn't it, (laughs) in that promise? It's Jesus saying something important beyond our expectations often, like, And I have sheep in other pastures also (laughs) that gives us even more hope. It's the living God being aware of us, our little selves, when there is nothing left from us. No confession of faith and belief. No, please help me, Lord. No good works left, no breath even when we are finally lying in our graves or in the columbarium, huh? There, we can't do a single thing for ourselves anymore. So we need to hear Jesus say, I will come again and take you to myself. What is left is pure grace, Christ's free love and mercy whether we like it or not, for everyone. For Lutherans, for Roman Catholics, for Evangelicals, for Jehovah Witnesses and Seventh-day Adventists, for anyone else who thinks they've got the right formula and others don't. (laughs) Even for atheists or anyone else who, for whatever reasons, hasn't been able to sense faith in God or a reason for faith. I kind of like that love God slogan that has been on billboards that you've seen that says, just love everyone. I'll sort them out later. God. <laughs> if we could bring ourselves to start to imagine loving everyone as human beings, don't you think the living God can do infinitely better in loving everyone also? People who God created individually in God's image of love, of joy, of peace. What if we understood this passage in John's Gospel? And particularly, no one comes to the Father except through me, not as having to do with our confession of faith, so that Christians are the only ones in the world for instance, who will ever be saved and found in heaven, but rather that the risen Christ, the one who has conquered death and the grave, who is the, who is one with the Father and with the Holy Spirit, that the risen Christ is the one who is coming for everyone. It's through him. He's the one coming for everyone. So the fullness of God can take all whom God has so lovingly, joyfully created to himself. Seems even more hopeful now, doesn't it? I am locking today onto Jesus telling his disciples that when they have seen him, they've seen everything of God. I and the Father are one, Jesus says. When you've seen him, You've seen me, when you've seen me, you've seen him. And then I'm also walking on to Jesus' promise that all of us humans have been created in the image of God. Do you know what the phrase spitting image comes from? That's the title of this sermon this weekend. It's a contraction of spirit and image. So someone may say to you, you are the spitting image of your dad which really means you have both the spirit and the image of your Father. Now, what I'm locking on to today, just as much as Christ promised that he will be the one coming for us, for everyone at our deaths, is that he also tells us that we, as his disciples, are not only spitting images of him, but we, in fact, will do even greater works than he has done. How can this be true? We are not God. Far from it, in fact. But Jesus says we do have God's spirit and image about us. We are children of God. We are called to mimic Jesus' way of living. That's hard to do, isn't it? We find ourselves failing at this often, in fact. Sometimes even we're just blatantly opposite of our Lord. Jesus is the non-violent peacemaker, for instance. And we disciples of Jesus are willing to glorify violence even and look the other way instead of doing something about it. And this list could go on and on. But Jesus still says, you will do even greater works than me. How can this be? What if this could mean that we, the spitten images of Jesus, have branched out across the globe for 2,000 years from the tiny little geography Jesus covered when he was on earth and still proclaim his gospel of peace everywhere? Hmm, this may be a greater work, huh? I think so. And what if we said that, especially when God's goodness or mercy, or forgiving way, or peacemaking doesn't come naturally to us. When we overcome our first imperfect and even sinful instincts and instead embody Jesus' way, that's a greater work also. Perhaps becoming more and more like our Lord day by day, growing up in every way into him who is our head, as the Apostle Paul says is a greater work because God is transforming us and raising us to a higher way of living, and we and our faith are surrendering to this happily, hopefully. You and I may feel being in images of our Lord is a heavy burden, particularly when we resist Jesus' way because we want to do it our way, but can we have it both ways? when we also know we are children of God, the beloved of the risen one, the sheep of all the different pastures Christ Christ is going to to round us up and bring us home to him today again and tomorrow and the next day and forever? This is Christ's choice, not ours. But aren't we infinitely fortunate that Christ wants to do this out of pure grace for us and tells us so? Oh, how lucky we are to know we and all people with us are spitting images of the one who created us, the risen Christ, the Holy Spirit, the living God. I want to close with two items you have on the sheets given to you today. First, The words found in Mother Teresa's room, they go like this. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies, Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten, do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. <laughs> and then, dear friends, the Franciscan benediction. May God bless us with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that we may live from deep within our hearts. May God bless us with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of God's creations so that we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed For those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger, and war, so that we may reach out our hands to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. And may God bless us with just enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in the world, so that we can do what others claim cannot be done, to bring justice and kindness to all our children and all our neighbors who are poor. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, If you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.